0: There we are. All right. Um, So we were here several years back and uh, enjoyed being here, and it's good to be back once again this morning. Be with with you folks. Appreciate appreciate, um, Pastor Ryan and just the chance to come. Uh, I grew up with Michael too, so if you want some good stories about him, let me know, and uh, I'll give you the scoop on that. But uh, it's exciting to see how God's using him and working in his life as well. Well, um, as was mentioned, my name is John Guy, and uh, my wife's name is Amy. And uh, she is back home right now. She's actually uh, about 36 weeks pregnant, and so she's coming due here in a couple of weeks. We have three boys, and we were so good at boys, we just decided to keep that going. So we're having a fourth boy, and so we have Brayden, Austin, and Dylan, B-A-D. So we call them the bad guys, and uh, they live up to the name for sure. And then we've got Tyson. So Tyson's coming, and he's, he's, uh, he's going to ruin that little bad guy thing there for us. But uh, we're excited to welcome him to our family in just a couple of weeks. And uh, my, But my wife is feeling great with child these days, and so uh, she's back home with them. She uh, she just started homeschooling our two older boys. Brandon is seven. Austin is five. And so we have just had a whirlwind of transitions these past two months as we have transitioned out of uh, Lancaster, California, and a ministry position there. Selling our house, buying a new house, moving, getting settled in a brand new city uh, where we really don't know anyone. Uh, and then, and of course, she's pregnant. And then uh, getting settled into a new house and beginning homeschooling. So just a lot of lot of exciting things going on. A lot of transition times for us, but uh, we're thankful for the Lord's leading. For the past 12 years, I served on the ministry of uh, Lancaster Baptist Church. Uh, Ten of those years, I served in the music ministry, leading the choir and orchestra and groups and kind of organizing there. I also served as one of the assistant pastors doing some administrative duties, and uh, I'm thankful for my time there. I really feel the Lord used that in my life in a preparatory way uh, to get me ready for this next season, this next chapter of my life. But uh, about a year ago, maybe even a little bit more, the Lord began stirring in my heart um, about this matter of, of leaving Lancaster and going out and starting a church. And uh, that seed desire had always been in my heart, really, since I was in high school. Uh, but I didn't want to get ahead of God in any way and wanted to make sure that He was in it. And so I began praying, really, just by myself and, and uh, seeking the Lord. And, and then as I began to open up to my wife, um, the Lord was already working in her life as well. And it was just, it was neat to see that God was working in her as He was working in me. And then I began speaking to some of my closest counselors and, and just the people that um, that have helped me through the years. And then uh, back in January, I met with our pastor, uh, Pastor Paul Chapel, and began to share with him some of that desire and some of that burden. And he was certainly very gracious and um, and began praying with me about that. And we began transitioning some of my responsibilities there in Lancaster. And after we had settled that decision to leave Lancaster that was kind of the first decision does God want us to go? And once we had settled that decision it was okay God where are we going? <laughs> where do you where do you want us to go to begin a new work and and part of me thought well there's no real wrong place I guess to go and tell people about Jesus but I wanted to be just exactly where the Lord wanted us. And I've been in the southwest now for 16 years with college and then the past 12 years on staff there in Lancaster and Uh, I just felt like the Southwest was where I needed to stay. We went down to San Diego, Southern California, looked around there, prayed about that. And then we started looking toward the Phoenix area and uh, began uh, studying some of the demographics uh, and seeing what is over there and what's not over there as far as churches and where some of the need might be. Uh, We have a a hot list there in Lancaster at 17,000 Baptist churches. And I took out that hot list and I looked up everybody in the Phoenix area and I took a map and I put pins on a map. And I began to notice that in the central section of Phoenix, in Phoenix proper, and then right next to that in this small city called Tempe, which is really a sister city to Phoenix, there really weren't any churches there uh, similar to ours, and that would be more of the philosophy of ministry of ours. And, um, and so my wife and I began thinking and praying about that area. We took a survey trip. We met with a realtor, and she began to give us the lay of the land. And the more we talked with her, the more we were sort of drawn to that same area, We began to drive around into Mesa, down into Gilbert, across into uh, Chandler, and then up north into Tempe. And a lot of those cities are just bordered right on each other. And as we drove up into that Tempe area, the the Lord really arrested our hearts for for that city and for that area. And uh, after that trip, we went home and we just knew that that's, that's where we were supposed to go. That's where we were supposed to be. And so the Lord is leading us to Tempe, Arizona. Uh, to start the City Point Baptist Church. I would encourage you to, to take a look at our website if you'd like to, citypointaz.com. And uh, you can see there our, our, uh, some of our strategy as, as, as far as our preview services, our location, the team that the Lord is beginning to assemble. I'll talk with you some about that. But the citypointaz.com. You can follow us on social media if you're into Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, our, our social media handle is at citypointaz at AZ, and uh, I like to tell folks when I'm traveling around to to follow us. If for no other reason, Um, we're not necessarily expecting you to come and and, and be a part of the preview services and the announcements that we'll be posting there, but it'll help you to know how to pray, and it'll help you to know what's what's going on and what's coming up next at at CityPoint, and so uh, we would invite you to follow us there. Tempe, Arizona is, um, as I mentioned, it's a sister city to Phoenix. It's an older city, uh, and it's landlocked. Uh, they, there really is no available land. It's very, it's very built out. And now what they're beginning to do is build up. And uh, Arizona State University is there, which really plays into the demographics of that city. It is a college town. The median age is 28 and a half. And so between some 60,000 college students uh, and then really a lot of young couples, uh, that really makes up the demographics of Tempe, Arizona. The home that we purchased is just south of Tempe, um, we are, our home is, is less than two minutes from the city of Tempe. Uh, we're in northern Chandler. I can drive out of my neighborhood and cross over a freeway, freeway and I'm in Tempe. Uh, the venue that, that we will be renting on the weekends is up in northern Tempe. So my home is about 12 minutes from that venue. I can hop on the 101 and go north uh, just about six or seven exits, get off University Drive there and come across and we'll be at our venue. There's 185,000 people in Tempe. Uh, but it's very centrally located. So between the 202 loop and the 60 loop and the 101 and the 10, there's just a lot of freeways in that area. And so you have Tempe just to the to the west is Phoenix proper. Uh, to the north is Scottsdale. Uh, to the north uh, east is uh, Mesa. Uh, to the to the southeast of Tempe there is Chandler. And so there are really just in that area about a 20 to 30 minute drive you can you can reach and and affect. Uh, nearly a million people in that area. Uh, the Phoenix metropolitan area is exploding with growth. Uh, there's upwards of five million people in that area now. Uh, it's, I believe, the fourth largest city, and it's now surpassed Philadelphia, which was surprising to me, being from that area. Uh, but it's just amazing the what is coming to that area. A lot of companies and businesses are coming to that area, uh, and uh, and and it's it's causing a lot of that growth. And so we just saw that there was a great opportunity there for a gospel outpost for a gospel preaching church that was interested in reaching people, uh, introducing them to Jesus, and then uh, taking them into a discipleship life of walking with Christ on a day-to-day basis. The Lord has led us to an interesting venue, uh, maybe not the typical venue that you would expect for a church, but uh, through our course of of, uh, research and studying and calling around and investigating what was available, we looked at high school auditoriums, we looked at uh, movie theaters, we looked at... And um, we looked at hotel ballrooms, and for one reason or another, those weren't really working. And so we got to the end of all, we exhausted all of our options, and I kind of went back to the drawing board and uh, was looking up uh, some some other possible venues, and we came across a comedy club that is in northern Tempe. It's called the Improv Comedy Club, and uh, so I guess my, my, uh, my, my weekly stand-up act will be uh, presenting the gospel on Sunday mornings. I don't know. But uh, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit unusual in some ways, but I've, it's been very interesting as I have been inviting people and talking with people. Uh, the improv is a crosswalk away from ASU campus. It is in the heart of Tempe. And uh, with 60,000 students across, just really from walking distance away, all, all of the apartments, the high rises, all in that area are college students, ASU students. As I've talked with people and said, "Hey, we're going to be meeting at the Tempe Improv." Nearly everyone that I have talked to knows of the Improv. They've heard of it. They know where it is. Many people have been there. Um, it's basically a dinner and a show, and they're open at 7:30 p.m. on Sunday nights. And so when I called them and I said, "Hey, we're interested in renting. Don't know if you do that. Don't know if you'd be interested in that." They said, "Yeah, we'd love that. Nobody's in there in the mornings." And so they give us a tremendous rate uh, on that facility. And so we're going to be renting actually that facility and a restaurant right next door to that facility for our children's space. And so we have been in the process of, of just purchasing all the pipe and drape and the children's supplies and, and outfitting both of those spaces for church. And so we, we feel that that will be a good spot for us, at least for the, for the foreseeable short term, uh, if the Lord leads in the future to, to purchase some property or to lease some property, we certainly would be open to that. But at least for now. Uh, It's just a a great location. Uh, It's well-known. And the interesting thing is I talk with people, they're kind of surprised. And they're like, oh, the improv, okay. And uh, I sense that some of that guard even comes down when they think of church, maybe not necessarily in the typical location like that. Uh, But as we've talked with people, they've they've expressed a desire and an interest to come. We've assembled a core team. I'm going to talk in a minute just a little bit about the launch strategy compared to a plant strategy, and and our strategy is a launch strategy, and part of that strategy is to uh, have a core team of people who come to that city with us. And so there were three families that I spoke to uh, who were all serving and doing different things in different parts of the country. Two were in California. One was actually in Pennsylvania. And back in January, as I began praying and considering where and and the strategy and when and all of that, uh, I talked with these families. And and, uh, I had a previous relationship with them, of course, and and sort of sensed and knew that the Lord might be working in their hearts to do something like this. And so we have three families coming with us. Two families are already there. Uh, They live in that area with us. One of the families is going to be overseeing all of our children's. One of the families is going to be overseeing all of our music. And the third is doing more of the technical support. Uh, he built our website, helping to oversee some of our social media. And then, of course, all of us are involved in just the outreach and the follow-up and the culture of the church and the discipleship and just loving people and reaching people. And so it is, it's been just a tremendous help to me personally and my wife to go with, a, with a, a core group of people. That's kind of our community, and we're going there with them. And, and the four of us, the four of our families, are really planting our lives into that city and into this church, into this work. Uh, they've all gotten local jobs, so I am the only one who is who is supported by CityPoint. Uh, they're getting local jobs, and uh, they're, they're kind of being bivocational, at least for the time being. And uh, they, the Lord already provided those. Those guys are already working. And uh, we have been working together really in in the evening hours as a team, Uh, just working through the details of the launch itself, of the church itself. So regarding the launch strategy versus a plant strategy, a plant typically looks like one family coming to an area and just beginning Bible studies, and they come by themselves, and they usually meet in their home for a while, and as they meet people, it's sort of organic and and tends to be a little bit slower in in the process there as they just sort of reach out and start to meet people relationally with two people and then four people and then eight people, and it just begins to grow that way. Then eventually they might rent a facility and move into a facility, and again that process continues. The launch strategy involves, as I mentioned, the core team, um, where we come with a group of people who already understand the heart and the vision of me and the church. They already understand some some of the strategy and some of what we're looking to do, and they're fully invested and fully behind it. We will also be hosting four preview services, so those are going to be taking place over the next four months. Once a month, we will meet at our venue, and we will have what we're calling a preview service. Now, it's an actual service. Uh, we'll have our children's facilities uh, working. We'll have our children's program going. Uh, we'll have a, we'll have music. We'll have a full-length message. We'll have an offering because you can't have church without an offering. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have our guest teams, our service teams, our hospitality teams, and. We'll begin putting some of that in place. Now our very first preview service is two weeks from today. So we are really excited, really anxious, really scared, really nervous, all of the above uh, as we anticipate that really that very first service. Uh, but God has already been working and God is already leading people to our core team and we've already added to that core team uh, in the past several weeks. So we have a core team, we have preview services, and what we're doing throughout those preview services is we are building a launch team. So the core team is the group of people that have come with me, most of them, but really all of them in our, in our situation have come from out of state. They've come from other works, other churches, other ministries. But then the launch team are the people locally that we are building around that core team. So there are people that we're going to meet, that we, some of them we've already met, Uh, We've met some some college students. We've met some uh, some young families. They've already committed. They've already said, we want to be a part of this. We want to help you launch City Point Baptist Church. But they're local, and they've got jobs, and a lot of them have families and so forth. And so throughout the, the course of these four preview services, we're meeting people locally. And then in between the preview services, two or three weeks or so after each of the preview services, we'll hold an interest meeting, at my house or at another venue, and that's an opportunity for me to get up and to share some of the vision, to introduce the team, to share the mission, the core values of our church, and just to explain where we're going and to invite them to be a part of it. So it's a little bit of a slower process than a plant in the sense of we didn't just move to the area and just start right away uh, and just kind of open up shop and have church. So there's there's a strategy on the, on, on, on the front end of this to, to build some momentum, to build to build a team. So you have a core team, you have a launch team, you have preview services, you have interest meetings, and all of that builds and leads to a launch day, a launch service. And for us, our launch service is February 10th. It's the day after the Super Bowl. So if you're watching the Super Bowl on February 3rd, think about us, if you would, and uh, pray for us, because the very next Sunday, we're going to be launching into our weekly services. And it's our desire on that launch Sunday to have... Uh, 50 adults on our launch team. 50 adults that we've met, including our core team. That's not children, but adults. 50 adults who are invested, who are serving, who are praying, and who are even financially participating. Uh, so that we we can have a strong start, a strong launch to that to that church. And and statistically, if you have a launch team like 50 or 60 adults, um, there's a good chance that you can launch very strong on your launch day and be a a very viable church right from the beginning. And so that is some of the strategy, and so we we would appreciate certainly just your your prayers. And again, if you go to the website, citypointaz.com, you'll see the list of our preview services each month. Uh, You'll see pictures of our team and their families, Uh, and so you'll be able to pray a little bit more intelligently and with faces and so forth and just sort of keep up with, with what God is doing there. One of the things that we uh, started when we got to the area a couple of weeks ago, we were beginning to invite people to our first preview service, and it was like five and six weeks away. And uh, to be honest, it was a little weird, because who wants to make a commitment six weeks out? So we began to talk as a core team, and we said, hey, let's start a Bible study on Friday nights, so that there, there is something locally that we can begin inviting people to uh, on a weekly basis. And so three weeks ago, we had our first Bible study, and it was just our core team. And then uh, two weeks ago, our, I'm sorry, that would have been four weeks ago. Three weeks ago, we had our second Bible study, and we had two, two new families come to that. And then uh, two weeks ago, we had the Bible study again, and, and we had an additional single adult come and an additional family come. And then this past Friday, we had a Bible study again. I actually wasn't there. One of one of our core team members led the Bible study and we had another family come, and they brought a family. And the family that they brought doesn't know the Lord, the young couple there. And so they came to the Bible study, and they began interacting with the couples there. And so we've had we've had seven families. Some of them are some of them are couples. Some of them are single adults. Come to our Bible study, not including our core team. Several of them have already indicated that they want to be on the launch team and to help to help start the church. I believe we've got a picture of, I don't know how well you can see that, but this is last Friday night's Bible study. I wasn't there. The guy in the bottom right corner with the guitar is Joel. He was leading that Bible study. So we gather together in my living room, and uh, we've got a bunch of our kids. The blonde in the middle there is is one of mine. So uh, my wife's a blonde, and I used to be blonde. All our kids are blonde-haired, blue-eyed. The other two are probably running around the house doing something, but the kids are there singing with them. And then they started, a Bible, they started their Bible study and discussion. You can't really see it, but up in the right-hand corner there, you can see there's, there's a lady just right at the edge of the picture there. She's wearing those white pants. Uh, her name is River. She's, she is a Chinese uh, student at ASU. I knocked on her door. I was doing some canvassing. Uh, the day I knocked on her door, it was her first full day in the United States. She had just moved from China To be a student, she's studying writing in a second language. She's studying how to write in English as her second language at ASU. Uh, Her husband, his name is Ralph, um, he didn't come to the Bible study. This is actually, this is Friday, so she came two weeks ago, and she came again on Friday. And uh, we were able to share the gospel with her. She doesn't know the Lord. Uh, But it's really neat, if you can tell, there's a a little boy right in front of that uh, iPad screen there in in a red shirt, rather. Uh, and his name is Peter. That's her son. He's seven. Peter doesn't know very much English, and so when I knocked on her door, I met her, I met Peter. I said, hey, why don't you come to our Bible study? I said, her English is tremendous. I said, why don't you come? You can you can learn about Christianity, what that is. I said, bring your son. Let him play with the kids, and uh, let, let him let him learn his English. Uh, I said, my son's seven. We've got some other kids there right around that age. And I think Peter would really enjoy that. So the next week, I went back, and I took my son, Brandon, and uh, we knocked on her door again, and she was there, and she welcomed us in. I was able to meet Ralph, and Braden met Peter, and I said to Peter, of course Peter doesn't know know a lot of English, but there was one word that he understood, and that was the word Lego. And so I said, Peter, do you want to come play Legos with Braden? And his eyes got real big. And so that was Thursday. So the next day, on Friday, my son Braden spent the whole day getting his Lego sets ready for, for Peter. And so Peter came over and Peter played with the Legos and Peter borrowed Brayden's swimsuit and went swimming with the kids in the backyard. And and then this past Friday, just a couple days ago, Peter came back. And Peter actually, she's not in the picture, but Peter brought a friend too this past Friday, a little girl, a little Chinese girl who knows English and Chinese. So she was like his interpreter. Um, And so we've just had people coming and people who know the Lord, people who don't know the Lord. And it's just exciting because I think of how The book of Acts talks about how the Spirit of God is working in every city. And before we came, God knew that there would be a lady named River and her family who were coming. And God knew that there there would be uh, other families who were coming, Danny and Anna at the top in the middle there, Brian in the the yellow shirt on the right, Uh, Leah and Nick just to the left there of those crutches. they They don't have a church, and they've been looking for a church. The Lord knew that these people would need a community of believers and so God has God has already been assembling that, and it's just been so exciting. Honestly, we feel like we're just a part of it. We're not creating some we're 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 not really creating some church or some movement. We're just kind of coming along for the ride, and God's already doing it. And so it's been so exciting to see that. Well, I wanted to share with you uh, briefly, and I do want to I want to allow a few moments at the end, um, just if, in case you have any questions, uh, something that might come to your mind, uh, be thinking that way, because I'd love to answer any questions you might have. But I wanted to talk about um, just the budget aspect of this. Uh, as I have been traveling some the past couple of months, the Lord has certainly provided uh, for our family. Uh, my goal has been to raise $50,000 for startup costs, and uh, we are just just about halfway there. We've raised about $25,000, $27,000 of that. Uh, we've spent a lot of that already just in preparation for this first preview service on, on October 14th. Uh, we, that went towards flyers, that went towards signage, that went towards our incorporation, our 501c3, we filed that. Uh, that that's gone towards things like pipe and drape and equipment and just everything that we're going to need to set up church in a venue that is not a permanent facility. So uh, all kinds of equipment and signage and so forth just, just to kind of outfit this this comedy club so that we can have church there. And so um, a lot of those expenses have gone t- toward that. We still have several technical pieces that we need to purchase that we felt that we could wait on. We have a trailer that we need to purchase for all of our for all of our equipment to put that in that we haven't purchased yet. Um, we also have uh, our launch day budget. The launch day budget is seventeen thousand dollars. That's for the February tenth uh, launch day, and included in that budget is uh, several mailers to the city. We want to really blanket the city with with mailers in the mailbox as well as a flyer that we will, a door hanger that we will uh, design specifically for launch day. And uh, we've uh, mapped down our city and we want to get to as many homes as we can and just really saturate the city. We've got some finances in that budget for uh, promotions via social media, uh, especially with just our proximity to ASU and a lot of the uh, high-rise apartments there that you can't really get into. Uh, plus just the demographics of of, uh, younger people. We feel that through Instagram uh, ads and Facebook ads that we'll really be able to target uh, those those demographics and advertise our services there. We'll do some promotional things on our launch day, so uh, all of that is included in in that budget. The other thing that I will be doing as we get closer to our launch day is uh, reaching out to local businesses and uh, asking if they would be willing to, to sponsor Uh, This new church that's coming to the community, and uh, we're going to put together a special launch day program. And in that program, uh, one of the things I'll say to these businesses is that we'll list your business uh, as someone who has come alongside to help us to launch this church. And so we're hoping that, you know, donut shops give us donuts, and coffee shops give us coffee, and maybe print shops, you know, give a little bit of finance as well toward it. But hoping to kind of get some of the community involved in that because it, it really serves several purposes. It's, it, it allows us to begin relationships with local businesses, which we want, but it also um, allows those businesses to give toward this launch day as well. And so those are some of the things related to our budget, and God has certainly been faithful and uh, just proven himself to us over and over again already. But, uh, we are still praying for about 25000 to come in uh, toward, that startup, toward those startup costs and everything involved with that. Some short-term prayer requests, and then I'll give you some long-term prayer requests as well. Uh, short-term, I would ask that you start praying uh, for October 14th. Two weeks from today will be our very first preview service. We are praying that someone comes. Um, And, of course, we'll have our core team and some of our launch team that we've already assembled. But we're just praying that that God just moves in the hearts of people and begins drawing people to himself. The next two weeks, I will be out in the community Uh, nearly every day just getting the word out and talking with people and uh, we'll begin even some of those social media promotions to to get the word out about our preview service and uh, so just pray for October 14th pray for the assembly of our launch team pray that God would work in the lives of people to to join us to to join uh, and to get behind the vision of City Point Baptist Church and to help us to launch this church and to get it off the ground uh Join us, if you would, in praying for the finances as well, just that God would provide uh, in in these next several months as we get closer to February for for the the last amount that we need for this. And then also, I would encourage you, this is um, kind of a prayer request slash request, if you know people in that area, nearly everywhere that I go, I meet people who say, I've got family in Phoenix. I I, I have uh, an ex-co-worker in Phoenix or someone that I knew or a friend. If you know people in that Tempe or... Chandler or Mesa or Phoenix area, uh, the city is so connected. Uh, you, you can you can get to our location from from most of those most of those surrounding cities. And uh, at people last week, and I had about four different individuals come up to me and say, I've got I've got a granddaughter, I've got a family member, I've got a friend, and I I would I would be more than happy to uh, to meet up with them and have coffee, and, and if they don't know Christ, to share Christ with them. If they do. If they're maybe not connected somewhere or if, they, if you feel like this is something that they would like to be a part of, um, I would love to share that vision with them and see if the Lord would lead them to help us in starting this church. But uh, again, you could, you could show them our, our website and point them to that for more information as well. There's a form at the bottom of that website that if you fill that out and send that in, that will come to my email so they can connect with me that way. Those are some of our short-term prayer requests. As far as some long-term prayer requests and some long-term goals, um, two things specifically, and, and this really goes to part of the, uh, the desire of my heart to, to be, be by a large city, and that is that we would like to launch this church, get it strong and viable, self-sustaining, self-supporting, but that we would, from this church, be able to plant out other churches in that area. That it wouldn't just be this one church, you know, this, this one kingdom, if you will, but that we would be interested in planting other gospel outposts that can, that can share Christ around that city. Uh, you can drive 20 minutes in any direction and you've passed several hundred thousand people. You're not going to tread on anyone's turf. Um, and each church, I feel, is unique even in their outreach and, and who, they're, who who their target audience is and who they're reaching. And so our desire is to plant this church and get it strong and then look into Mesa and look into the inner city of Phoenix and maybe look down into Chandler and maybe look on the other side into Glendale and Goodyear and and Peoria. and just There's so many sub-cities of that Phoenix metropolitan area that if the Lord would allow us to then begin planting other churches out of that church, and it wouldn't just be, here's some money, go plant this church. The strategy would be, who from this church lives in that area or feels that God is leading you to move to that area to help launch that church. So we want to get behind it financially, but then we want to get behind it physically with people and just from the outset of our church have that kind of a spirit and that kind of a culture where where we are wanting to plant other churches and get as much gospel saturation into that city, that metropolitan Phoenix area as we can. So that would be a long-term goal, long-term prayer request. The second would be uh, with respect to ASU, uh, just as we develop and, and, and pray and consider City Point ASU and what that would look like and what God would allow us, uh, just our proximity there to the college. Uh, I don't believe that that's by accident. The venue that's there, I don't believe that that's by accident. Um, and so pray with us that God, would, that God would give us opportunities with those college students and as we develop something even, maybe even specifically geared toward them, that God would give us wisdom and direction in that. Um, because uh, we, we we certainly have a heart for that. So I, I've done my best to kind of introduce to you uh, City Point Baptist Church and the strategy behind it and, and some of the, the, the mission, the desire, the goals. Um, and uh, I've, I've tried to be uh, as candid and clear as I can, but I'm curious if somebody might have a question or two or something that you'd like to know about me, my family, the church, the launch strategy, any, anything like that, anything come to mind. Don't be shy. It's always the first person that you know, breaks the ice a little bit. Yes, yes at that venue, the, the venue itself is um, it has a balcony. It's not the greatest balcony for a church setting, just because of sight lines. But on that main floor, there's uh, there's seating for around three hundred on that main floor. Um, and again, because of their schedule with a 7:30 p.m. show, there's plenty of time in the morning. So even if if the Lord grew that and we, we needed more space, we would probably just go to multiple services in the morning. So I feel like that's a good venue for for the long term, uh, the, the 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 long short term, I guess, <laughs> just because we can rent there and it's low overhead and it's not a lot of expense, uh, we we can uh, we can we can be there for a while. Any other questions? Yes. Yeah, we I mean, we are an independent Baptist, so we are Baptistic in our theology and in our doctrine. Um, but as far as um, you know, the 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 leadership above us and so forth, we we're operating as an independent church. That doesn't that doesn't mean we're an island to ourself. There are counselors that I have in my life and people that I talk to and so forth, but. Uh, as far as a denominational connection, there really isn't one, uh, other than maybe a, a loose affiliation a network of, of other churches that we would associate with. Any other questions? Yes. I have. Uh, I'm I'm kind of new to it, so I'm I'm starting to get to know some guys. There are, there are a couple of guys locally. One guy I went to college with who planted a church in Queen Creek, which is just probably 30, 35 minutes southeast of where we are. I've connected with him and uh, just kind of learned a lot from from him. And one of the things I ask guys, and I've, I've asked several church planters this, you know, what what did you do right? What did you do wrong? And uh, not that we won't make mistakes, but I'm trying to learn as much as I can in this process. But there are several guys that I've connected with. There's another guy locally um, who came to the area probably about five, I think five and a half years ago, and uh, he really parachuted in, but then he did build a launch team before launching his services, and the Lord has really blessed that strategy, and I've learned a lot from his strategy as well, and so I'm beginning to find some of those guys and connect with them, and uh, launching a church, beginning a church, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a unique, it's, it's a unique struggle in some ways, and so church planters really understand church planters, and, and there's kind of that brotherhood there, and so we pray for one another and encourage one another. But I've I've begun uh, finding some of those guys and connecting with them. It's been a help. These have been easy questions. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Yeah. She's due in four weeks. And so um, I would just... If, Pray for her if you would, with respect to the baby, just the health of the baby, but also just so many transitions right now uh, for her—a new city, a new home, homeschooling the boys—that's um, new. So just just that, having a house of three boys with one on the way, <laughs> there, there's a lot of activity in our house all the time, and so just praying for her and then and then uh, with the baby itself, I, you know, we we would certainly appreciate that. So. We're certainly thankful for you as a church and your encouragement and, and your prayers and support of us. And um, again, I would encourage you just to just to, to, to uh, check out the website, but then also follow us on social media if you'd like to know how to pray week to week. We'll put we'll be putting up announcements and so forth about this preview service and this interest meeting and this launch day, and it might just remind you uh, to pray for us. But um, if we can do anything or if I, if I can answer any other questions, please let me know. And if you know of anybody in that area. Uh, please uh, try to connect us. I'd love to reach out. I'd love to get to know them and share with them how God's leading in our lives. So thank you again just for this opportunity to be with you this morning. Pastor. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. I'm thankful for even the, just the time spent in preparation to be able to, you know, kind of explain that vision. And uh, I pray that uh, the Lord would uh, allow us as a church to uh, partner with that. And uh, Dave, would you mind standing and praying for some of these things? As many as you can remember. Sorry to put you on the spot like that, but just as, as many as you can remember.